Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecma'in. Ama ba'd. Fakat kala Allahu subhanahu ve ta'ala fi kitabihil mu'ciz. Ba'da a'udhu billahi minasşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya eyyühellezine amanu zikrullaha zikran kathira. Sadakallahul azim. Ve kala nebiyyü aleyhissalatu vesselam. حينما سأله صحابي عن أمر يتشبث فيه فقال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله أو كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us tawfiq to sit for a little while in the house of Allah to remember him Tawfiq is a word we constantly use but sometimes we do not ponder over its meaning the ulama say the meaning of tawfiq is Allah creates within a person the ability to do that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is not within the person's personal capacity to develop that without help from Allah. One of the tabi'een, he used to be uh, in, his, in his youth, he was a porter and he would carry goods for people. So one day uh, somebody asked him to carry a load from point one place to another place and he said I'll do so on condition that when, the, when I hear the voice of the mu'addin then I would respond immediately to salah and you can either join me and we'll keep the goods in the masjid or whatever you see suitable to yourself so they went along and the adhan went and the young man said well it's time for salah the owner of the goods said well I'll look after my goods outside the masjid and he went in and he could hear the, the voice of the imam and the dua after salah and then he saw people coming out of the masjid but there was no sign of this young boy and eventually he became frustrated and he went to the door of the masjid and he peeped inside and he said there's nobody else besides the boy sitting one side and he said hey come out I'm waiting for you you, you need to carry my goods so the boy says to him this young uh, pious boy says to him that he's not allowing me to come so the man says, but there's nobody besides you in the, in the masjid. Who's not allowing you to come? He says the same Allah that's not allowing you to enter. So this is the meaning of tawfiq. When we came here, it's got nothing to do with anything special about us. Allah has created us. He has created within us weaknesses. And He has created within us the ability, that which we call tawfiq, to do that which pleases Him. So we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what the ulama say. Our entire lives, if we spend our life making shukr to Allah for uh, the bounties that He has given us, it will not be enough. And that shukr would be defective, which would require us to repent for not making a good enough shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we'd have to make tawbah and istighfar because the shukr wasn't good enough. And because Allah gave us the ability to make tawbah and realize that we're weak, we need to make shukr again and thank Allah for giving us that tawfiq and ability. So our entire life will be spent in thanking Allah and asking for forgiveness. Thanking Allah and asking for forgiveness. And this is the quality of a mu'min. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam therefore reminded us the importance of istighfar and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, That person who repents and turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipes away his sins as if there was no sin committed. To the extent that the malaika who note down the actions of this individual, they are also made to forget the, the action which was committed in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this gathering is a gathering of the remembrance of Allah. It is an act of Jumu'ah. And after Maghrib, our Imam mentioned the importance of 
sending salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam abundantly, which we call Durood Sharif. It is a Farsi and Urdu word. The Arabic word is salawat and salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Salawat and salutations on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is one of the most valuable gifts that we have as believers. A sahabi, and we mentioned this previously, a sahabi asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about how much time he should, he should dedicate of his allocated time for the remembrance of Allah. How much of that should he dedicate to salawat and salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him whatever he could manage. He said, what about a third of my time? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in zidda fakhirun lak. If you do that, or even more, it will be better for you. And he continued until eventually he said, well, I've decided that my entire time dedicated for the remembrance of Allah will be for salawat and salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَنْ تُكْفَى هَمُّكَ وَيُغْفَرْ ذَنْبُكَ Which is the thing we, may Allah give us the tawfiq to understand. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, all your worries will be taken care of and your sins will be forgiven. What more do we need? We all have our own worries and concerns, whether it be in our personal lives, in our families, in our extended family, in our community, in our country, Rasulullah sallallahu has given us. And many times the, the, the seniors in our community, the old people, they would say things, maybe they didn't know this particular hadith, but it was part of their life. Today we can quote the hadith, but we don't make amal on it, and we don't, we don't practice on the salawat. So they say, hey, you've got the difficulty, read Durud Sharif, read salawat. The old people would always say that. And we say, no, what does Durood Sharif have to do with my problem? But this is actually based on this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Reciting salawat, because when you decide salawat and Durood Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors you with ten special rahmat and mercies. And one rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more mighty and powerful than all the sins of the entire mankind from the time of Adam alayhi salam till the day of Qiyamah. One rahmah. And in one salawat there are ten rahmah. So any difficulty we have, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we recite salawat. The durood sharif which we recite, whether it be in, we are taught, we recite salawat in the beginning of a dua and at the end of the dua. First we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we seek forgiveness, then we recite salawat, and at the end of the dua we say salawat as well. The reason for this, the scholars say, is that salawat and durood sharif upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is always accepted by Allah, because Allah says, inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya amanu sallu alayhi. We have been instructed to do so. There's no condition of wudu. There's no condition of standing or sitting. Or like. You can do it in any posture. You don't have to be in a state of we can be driving. And doing so, it's automatically accepted. You become worthy and deserving of the ten mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we place it in the beginning of our dua, at the end of the dua, hoping from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that part of the dua which is in between these two salawat will also be accepted readily by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah give us tawfiq and the ability to make salawat a daily part of our routine, inshallah. Even if it is in the morning, ten times in the morning, ten times in the evening. And then also developing the quality of dhikr. And with regards to the dhikr and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hadith which I recited in the beginning, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was approached by a sahabi. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, inna shara'i al-islam qad kathura alayya. Famurni bi shayin atashabbathu bihi. Oh, Nabi of Allah, there are many things in deen which I need to do and practice on. But tell me something which is really special that I can adopt and hold fast onto. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله Ensure that your tongue is always moist with the remembrance of Allah. Saying subhanallah, saying alhamdulillah. A person who, Sayyidina Ja'far al-Sadiq, who is the great-grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that, 
the, the thunderbolts and lightning will never strike a person who is busy with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He means physically as well and spiritually because the ulama say that the spiritual thunderbolts is the bad words we utter when we speak. That is, it destroys the a'mal that we do. We backbite or we harm somebody, we, we, we falsely accuse somebody of something. These are things which destroy our a'mal. So if a person is engaged in dhikr, then his tongue will not go into that particular direction. So it is so important for us to become habitual with remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it starts with, with a few adhkar in the morning and evening, not only on the Thursday night. We should make it a part of our routine, inshallah. And then focus on the meaning of what we are saying and try to remember that the objective is not the dhikr. When we say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, it's not just the words, but it is the being that we are trying to praise, that we, that we want help from and that we are trying to uh, spiritually become uh, engaged with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq inshallah to make dhikr a part of our lives. Let us take out some time. Last week we spoke about the al-baqiyatu salihat which Rasulullah sallallahu said, those a'mal which are everlasting, they will stay with you, which is subhanallah, alhamdulillah. In fact, in a hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, you say subhanallah, it fills the space between the dunya and the sama and the heavens with nur. Just one subhanallah. If you say one subhanallah, a tree is planted in Jannah. In a hadith it is mentioned, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the night of Mi'raj, he met Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, and he said, Akhbir ummataka anna al-jannah taqi'an. Tell your ummah that Jannah is, some parts of Jannah is a barren land. They need to have, they need to invest in that land and plant something for it. <coughs> and if you say one subhanallah, the tree is planted, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs malaika to take care of those trees until we have to enter into Jannah. And one, the, the size of one tree, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, is that, in the, sh- in the shadow of that tree, it will take 100 years to travel only in the shadow. That, that is with the speed that you are traveling with in Jannah, not our speed. That is only the shadow of one tree. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care and accept this baqiyatu salihah. They are the everlasting and remaining good deeds. We should try to make that also part of our daily routine, inshallah, focusing on the meaning and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it to protect us and grant us barakah and success in all our endeavors, inshallah. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله الحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله الحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله 
لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أعنا على تلاوة القرآن وذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين